This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Remember we were talking about uh, cranes, construction cranes, Jim? A crane fell in London, Ontario because of strong winds a couple weeks ago. And uh, I had mentioned that I once went up in one of those big cranes. And dropped a microphone from the top? (laughs) And a microphone. I didn't drop the microphone. I'm not going to point any fingers. All I know is I was on the ground when that happened, Uh and the guy up in the crane, his name was Boomer. Hmm. Um, Boomer might be able to tell us what happened, because he's on the phone right now. Boomer, the (laughs) crane operator. What's going on, pal? Oh, good morning, Taz and Jim World. (laughs) It's been Um, a while, buddy. It has been a while. I think actually last time was at the the baseball tournament that I saw you. Yes, that's right. Hey, yeah, what happened? How when you yeah when I played with Drew? Oh, you mean the Drew Doughty softball tournament when I played on a team with a bunch of professional athletes and made the final catch yeah. to end the tournament? That's right. Yes, I was there. I witnessed. Don't it. remember it. <laughs> what a catch! Maybe yeah. the pinnacle of athletic achievement of my life, and by maybe <laughs> I mean definitely. Okay, <laughs> l- let's talk tower cranes. We've had some crazy winds in the area. Have you been nervous going into work lately? Uh, well, yeah, yesterday was one of them. I was actually up in a crane yesterday, and uh, we didn't do a, too much of an awful lot. <laughs> I pretty much just occupied the crane until lunchtime when I chickened out. What is the protocol? Like, If it gets windy, because I, I remember going up in your crane years ago, and you got to climb a ladder up, you got to climb a ladder down. So if the wind suddenly starts howling, it might be more dangerous to climb down than it is just to sit it out. Uh, well, it's, it depends on, I guess, if there's tons of hail. Because I was up in a crane once and I had like 80 mile an hour wind and tons of hail. And I just stayed in the cab until the hail was over. And then uh, I pretty much lightning bolted down the crane. Yeah. Said some Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a lot younger and a lot more chicken back then. If you at the top of the crane, how much movement in feet do you think it sways back and forth? You know, a on, on a windy storm? day, is it like would it be one foot or would it be like six feet? Um, you know, it, I guess it depends on the height of the crane. So this crane I'm on now, it's only like eight sections or nine sections high, so it doesn't really sway a whole lot. Okay. It's got a really long boom on it, though, so it, you catch a lot of wind with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was ju- I just came from a crane that was like 270 feet, and I probably get two feet of sway, <laughs> you know, on, just, with just wind. But when you're working the crane, oh, I bet you, I bet you it was more like four or five. With all the momentum, yeah. You definitely feel it then. Oh, yeah, you definitely feel it. Yeah. And there is, um, like, there is a legal limit. So it's uh, 45 miles an hour, 72 kilometers an hour, where you just you just shut her down at that point. Get and the hell out of there. Until it gets there, then you pretty well have, you, you kind of moderate your, your work. You know what I mean? Like, I won't be flying panels um, once it gets to a certain wind speed. But yesterday I did a little bit of rebar, but it doesn't catch a whole lot of wind. What? Where are you working right now, Boomer? Where's your crane currently? Uh, actually, directly across from the Children's Hospital in London. In London, yes. Yeah, like, uh, and actually, I heard you guys on the radio, and that's what got me a little bit excited about my day today. Um, but Wait, see, I Santa heard- Claus. 
I'm going to see Santa Claus. You know That's it. Right. Yeah, Jim and Santa are going to be rappelling down the side of the Children's Hospital in London. This is an initiative that you and your buddies who work uh, at Heights came up with, Jim. And you're starting it this year in London, but you're hoping to expand it to Hamilton and, and Kitchener last year if you can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the deal today if... Uh, if people want to keep their eyes peeled for you? Yeah, yeah. It's going to go down around uh, 2, 2.30. Basically, we're doing like a check presentation because we raised $13,000. All nice said and done. Eight. Shout out to Brandon McKenna oh, wow. of Layuna 1059. Are you part of that? I Well, I used to be in Layuna. Now I'm with the operating engineers, but all my buddies, all my homeboys are all Layuna guys. Yeah, well, they Layuna Hamilton, Layuna 1059 London all made big donations. So, yeah, if we would love to do it in Hamilton next year, Kitchener. What's it called again? What's it, it's got a great name. The Jingle Bell Repel. The Jingle Bell mm-hmm. Repel. Is Santa oh, concerned man. at all about getting his beard caught in the apparatus? Because that would be my <laughs> big concern. I don't know how it, how exactly it's set up. Like there's a there there's a guys who are rappelling down and like kicking off the wall, but Santa is just on a platform and it's being lowered down. Okay. He's a little he's a little heavier yeah, these yeah. days, you know. He's also also he's he's a very important man and he's got a lot to do next weekend, so we wouldn't want something bad happening sure. to him this weekend. Even a little rope burn would be devastating. <laughs> so maybe a braid in the beard would help. Him yeah, out. yeah, that would Viking be bad. Style? Tuck Toss it down it the, the shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, Boomer, you keep your eyes peeled. You got Christmas lights on your crane, I understand as well. So you're in the holiday spirit. You yeah, watch for Santa. Eyes, I'm kind of looking like like Rudolph right now. I got the red light so that the uh, orange helicopter won't run into me. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be looking out. Pardon? Or Santa's sleigh. Yeah, well, that would be a disaster as well. <laughs> Why are we Boomer. putting this stuff out in the universe? <laughs> yeah, you look I out for Santa, Santa, and Santa will look out for you, okay, Boomer? Excellent. All right. Wonderful. And I'll be looking out for you guys for sure. And uh, right good luck today. Play safe. Jim, you're you're going to be live streaming that? That's uh, going to be online? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of touchy because there's, uh, you know, patience and stuff like that. So I, I will be doing like a selfie video down and I will show you the heights and show you like how far I'm going down. You may not get the full 360, yeah. but uh, yeah, you, you'll be able to see it on the Taz and Jim uh, Facebook page. And Merry Christmas to all the kids in the hospital. Uh, we're very excited that, uh, that Santa's paying you a visit this afternoon with the Jingle Bell Repel featuring our very own Jim Kelly. Rumor has it there's been no official announcement but rumor has it bruce springsteen just sold his entire music catalog for 500 million dollars that is a lot of money that's a boss move for sure Springsteen's going to space baby (laughs) springsteen on the moon Yeah, it's not a bad little retirement cash-in, is it? Well, I think he was doing quite well to begin with. Uh-huh. He's probably worth $100 million already, at least. Type it in, Jim. You, you, you know the. I wonder if they'll already have added this, but... Uh, I mean, 500 he's been doing mil. this thing for 50 I would have years. assumed he'd, he'd already be worth at least $350 million. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, 81 mil is what he was worth. Really? That's yeah, it? According to Forbes. So, usually pretty accurate. Uh, 80 million. Wait, 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 wait. I just read something that said 80 million per year. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, whoa, whoa. The boss just, okay, in another tour fueled bonanza, the boss just justified his name, grossing more than 4 million. 
per night. <laughs> yeah, come on. East, okay, well, he's got to pay the E Street Band. He does. Have, he does have one of the bigger uh, collections of musicians behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He treats him like to, family. Yeah, he pays the guy to to wear in his jeans too before he wears them before every show. No, I does believe. he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He hired a guy with the same body type to wear in his jeans yeah. before he puts them on. You know what it's like when you get a new pair. You got to wash them yeah, a couple you times. Gotta, you got to do like squats yeah, just yeah. to <laughs> get, get the creases in the right area. Yeah. So does it say what's it? Three hundred and forty-five million. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling, scrolling down there here. Was hard so to he, answer, he's but. after this sale, he's close to a billion dollars. Yeah. You know, at what point? I'm I'm happy for him, and it's awesome that he's making this much money. He, you know, he's earned it. But like, at what point would you rather, as an artist, keep all of your library and maybe have your family keep it before you? Because he's already worth three hundred million dollars. Like, do you don't need any more money? He's got an unbelievable amount of money. Yeah, so I'm, I'm surprised you would just get, say, ah, let me sell it. Well, everything. look at the Beatles. Remember the regret that McCartney had after all the Beatles? Michael Jackson bought all the Beatles songs and yeah. like that fiasco, and they were trying to buy them back for, for decades. They wanted their songs back. So yeah. you wonder if there'll be any seller's remorse on behalf of the boss, but then he can just open his bank account and see. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, I'm not saying Billion dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can grow a billion dollars in a lot of ways without the music catalog. Taz and Jim Listening Area producing some serious reality TV show champions lately. You had the the Bachelorette winner there, Blake from Hamilton, not Mm -hmm. long ago, Jim. Yeah. That guy uh, did us proud. And now the latest winner of Survivor is from... Niagara Falls. Who is this person? I haven't watched Survivor in years. It's our close friend, Erica Kasapanen. She's not our friend, but we're really hoping. Uh, This was the first year that actually Canadians could participate in Survivor. Actually, they applied two years ago. This, the ab, or the season was delayed because of COVID, obviously. So finally, Canadians were allowed to to compete. First time it happens, a Canadian wins. Hello. From Niagara Falls, she went to Humber. She also went to Western University and Fanshawe College in uh, London. Yeah, in London. So uh, good honor. They started taking Canadian applicants in 2018. She's the first Canadian to win the competition. I'm just reading this CBC article, and it goes. Kasapanen is also one of just 15 female competitors to win the show since it premiered in 2000. Just 15. There's been 40 seasons. I know it's not 50-50, but there's been 40 seasons. <laughs> one of just 15? You know the CBC. They got it. They, they, they can't gotta help angle themselves. it like that. Anyway, she, I love- she, what a milestone. She's the 15th <laughs> woman. It's kind of condescending, actually. I, I look back, and because I, I, my girlfriend was reading Twitter after Survivor happened. There was a lot of like, finally a woman wins. She's like, why are people so patronizing? Women have been crushing this game forever. So I looked it up. The first 10 seasons... It was 50-50, men and women. And uh, it, it, there was a lot of like diverse diversity talk on the show, which I think is great. I think it's an important conversation to have. But Survivor should be given props for how diverse they have been. It's like the best show when it comes to diversity. Yeah. The fourth season, the winner was a black woman. 
You know, like I said, it was 50-50 the first 10 years. And the most winningest Survivor contestant all the time of all time is a Latin woman uh, named Sandra. She calls herself the queen. She's won three times. So Survivor has been great. And it's time Again. to give ladies the props they deserve for crushing it. It's an it. equal playing field. Yeah. You want equality, why are you bringing it up, CBC? Only the 15th woman to win Survivor. <laughs> you know what we should focus on? The first Canadian. Yes. That is big. That's a lot of The first winner was was Richard Hatch, a gay man, in 2000. That was a big deal. And he was buck naked the <laughs> yeah. whole time. So I just want to give Survivor props for being representative and being a, a great show. I just got back into it a couple years ago and uh, been loving it so far. Well, this is, this is great for, for Canada and great for Niagara Falls. And again, what was the young Erica. lady's name? Erica. Congratulations, Erica. You must be thrilled. million bucks. I also looked it up. A million bucks in the first season was a million point eight. In today, so it's not as much money as you would have won. You know, technically, your purchasing power isn't as great. So maybe they should bump it up to two mil. But it's a million U.S. It's a million. And she's US. bringing that back to true, Canada. True. She That's gets the good. exchange rate, but I'm sure she's getting taxed because she won it in the U.S. Oh man, you may have to get a lawyer to look at that for you, for you, Erica. We know a guy. <laughs> I, do you think she got back from the island though, and was like, oh man? I preferred life on the island. 100%. 100%. Let's go back to Survivor Island. <laughs> it's way weather? better than real life right now. <laughs> Jim Kelly, you're going to be smiling and waving to all the kids at the Children's Hospital in London later today with your Jingle Bell Repel. This mm-hmm. is so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah, we just figured, you know, since the uh, the kids can't make it to the mall, you know, if they're at the Children's Hospital and, you know... Yeah, certain protocols, maybe they might not see Santa. I mean, he, obviously they'll see the presents, you know, that uh, Christmas morning, but it's nice to see the big guy and uh, see him at work. So, yeah, we brought Santa out. He will be joining us around 2 o'clock this uh-huh. afternoon. Some elves. I hear, perchance, Elsa. Is that her name from Frozen? Elsa from Frozen, Elsa from absolutely. Frozen, I, joining I'm us very well. familiar with Elsa with my two-year-old daughter mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go up, up and down a few times and try to try to cover as many of the children's windows as possible. And uh, my daughter loves listening to "Let It Go." I'll, anytime "Let It Go" comes on, my daughter starts spinning around. Let it go! Wow! Let it go! Like Elsa in the movie. Oh go. yeah, yeah. I was thinking, what's that? What's that famous musical in the hills in Austria? It's very similar to uh, the Sound of Music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if if Elsa on her rope could do a couple spins just to make it. Super authentic for the kids. Yeah. That would be great. I, d- I do have to say, I don't like the idea of singing Let It Go while you're dangling from a rope. <laughs> so maybe I we'll hold off. He, he said let it go. <laughs> I guess we should just let it go. <laughs> uh, give your boys a shout out. This is a, your friend Johnny and his company. They, they work at Heights every day. Super safe. This is what they do for a living. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. Fingers crossed. Vertical. Well, easy. Vertical access solutions. They do it every day. It's quite safe. I would say even safer than scaffolding when it's super high up because you're not, you know, locking in, locking in with your harness on. And it's cheaper and quicker. I'm not worried about Johnny and those guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm worried about Santa. Santa. Nothing can happen to Santa. That belly a will, week before Christmas. He'll land directly on his belly and it'll jiggle like a bowl full of jelly and then he'll land right on his feet. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. The jingle bell repel.
with our, our pal Jim Kelly and the guys from Vertical Solutions. Vertical Access Vertical Solutions. Vertical Access Solutions. Uh, 2 o'clock today. You're going to be posting it on our social media feeds if you want to see some video of that. And hoping to expand it next year. Hamilton Kitchener, uh, you've already been in talks to to possibly get over to those children's hospitals with Santa next year, which mm-hmm. would be very cool. Jingle Bell Repel. Jim, I went and saw the new Spider-Man No Way Home movie yesterday. A lot of hype, a lot of hype. A lot of hype. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm going to keep this spoiler free, but I know there's people who want to be extra cautious because there's a, there's a lot going on in this movie and a lot of rumors out there. Um, I, I will do my best not to say anything, but if you don't want to hear it, you've been warned, okay? Movie was pretty good. <laughs> and that's my review. Uh, okay, Join next. us next time. <laughs> pretty good, eh? Pretty good. So like out of 10, what would you give it? I'd give it a seven and a half. That's pretty good, what, what isn't it? What would you have given the other Spider-Man movies? The other two given? were at least eight. I, yeah. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I loved the one with uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just some great character building, some great suspense, a great reveal, a nice twist at the end. Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie. The one where they go to Europe, the Euro- Spider-Man's European vacation. <laughs> That was a fun one, too. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Mysterio was fantastic in that. You always get concerned when they're, they're adding all the, um, the different characters and you got too many villains mm-hmm. in these movies. Kind of what happened with the original trilogy. By the time they got to Spider-Man 3 and they had Venom and the Sandman and things were getting all convoluted. This movie, it really seems like they got the cameos first. They figured out who they could, what actors they could get to return to the franchise, who they could, what characters they could shoehorn into it, and mm. then they built the the story around that. They're like, okay, how are we going to make this all work? Like the story is whatever. It's all about the uh, the cameos, and we know that Doctor Octopus is back. The Green Goblin is back. It really does remind you how great Alfred Molina is in that role mm-hmm. a, as Doctor Octopus and Show Stealer has got to be Willem Dafoe as oh, the yeah. Green Goblin. Yeah, he's good. He's good in everything. That face, man. He is just that. He's got crazy face, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, that big mouth. He would have made a great Joker, actually. True. Probably, maybe still could, but probably not. But but he's excellent yeah. as the Green Goblin. It made me miss that character because wow, he's he's menacing. <laughs> he's no James Franco. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, there, there is a lot going on in the film. I will say that an audience has not cheered like that in a movie that I've been, been at in a, a long time. Like yeah. there was audible cheering going on hmm. when some characters would appear and stuff like that. So that was, that was a ton of fun, but I, yeah, it was more, you know, on when you're watching like a sitcom, and they do the flashback episodes. It was almost like sure. that. You know <laughs> like, what I mean? Go back in time. Where they string together some sort of storyline that's an excuse. Oh, so it's like a clip show. Right. More the or less. the yeah, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Simpsons would do it and it would be like a story and they'd be like, oh, well, what about the time you did this? And then they'd show that. Yeah. Or friends would do it and be like, they'd be sitting around the coffee shop for the entire episode and thinking about Joey's dating life or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost like one of those. Not, not really, but, you know, there is a lot of 
of contextual stuff to reference the old movies. Hmm. And it feels like, again, the story was made around the cameos. The cameos weren't part of the story. Yeah. But I'd recommend you go see it. You have to go see Still it. Still worth it, yeah. And see it sooner than later before you know uh, know about all the surprises. Peacock, it's peacock, time for sports with our sports peacock, guy, Devin Peacock from Global peacock, News Radio. And Dev, you're a little confused peacock, today about how to feel regarding Tiger Woods. Where's this coming from? Yeah, so Justin Thomas's father uh, played around with Tiger and uh, Charlie Woods the other day, and Mike Thomas was saying that Tiger looks crazy good. He said it's crazy how good he's hitting, how far he's hitting, given all he's been through. And he, we remember, it was only 10 months ago that he had his car crash, and he was talking a couple weeks ago, he thought he might lose his leg. So to go from that to apparently hitting the ball crazy good is incredible. But also, Tiger has been playing this game of cat and mouse a little bit with us all. He put out a video showing him swinging golf club, which made people think, okay, maybe Tiger's close to returning. Then a couple days after that, he gave a press conference saying he was far away from returning. Then a couple days after that, it was announced he and Charlie would play in the PNC Championship. And so now we're here with... Uh, Justin Thomas, his father, saying Tiger looks crazy good. So I am prepared for everything, good, bad, anything in between for Tiger. I just want to see him on the golf course. I don't want to think about COVID. I don't want to think about all the craziness going on. I just want to watch Tiger Woods play some golf. I need a little more context. Does he mean he's playing crazy good given the circumstances? yeah. yeah. Justin Thomas's father said it's pr impressive where he's at, but he was saying he's hitting the ball pretty far. See, there's and a lot of superlatives. Yeah, pretty yeah, far, yeah. pretty far. Is he's, he's hitting doing the, great, all things considered. He didn't say he's hitting the ball as far as he ever has. No, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some context because Mike Thomas is a former golf club pro, so he's not just you know a guy whose son became one of the best golfers. On the tour, Justin Thomas is one of Tiger's uh, closest friends right now. He was saying his excitement level is high for Tiger to be out there. So I'm not expecting Tiger to be the Tiger of old. That Tiger is long gone. But I think we could have some vintage Tiger moments. The big issue for me, I think, would for Tiger would be if he were to be playing, you know, four rounds. Now, the PNC Championship is not a four-round tournament. This is teams of parents and children. So it's it's uh, something where you can ride a cart if you want. All of this together, I think, leads to Tiger being able to pace himself physically, have Charlie, you know, take some shots here and there, where I think we can have some really nice Tiger Woods moments on the golf course okay well if there are carts to drive please don't let tiger drive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks dev this is a random text message it says hey taz and jim it's halen random question here taz i know it's very doubtful but do you remember doing a hammered concert review and interviewing me and my buddies after a godsmack concert in london a couple years ago do I remember, Halen? Time for another... Hammer Concert Review! Guys, how you doing? My name's Taz. I work with FM. I know, 
Taz. Hi, Taz. Is this the drunk radio thing? It might be. I got the voice for radio. Who's the drunkest guy here? I'm the drummer. I'm the drunkest guy. How was that Godsmack concert? It was insane. He rocked it off of us. Straight off. Did you used to have a big set? Dude, I used to have until they rocked him off me. I, I'm a drummer, so seeing those guys live and that drum battle was honestly one of the best things I've ever seen. The, how tight they were together and the synchronization that they had was honestly one of the best things I've ever seen. It was phenomenal. And like the drum kits moved. The, the fact that they spun you know what? That's you know, black magic. That's only You know what? In the, sh the shape that I'm in, if I was up there playing, because I've played before, if I was spinning around, I don't think I could do what they did. But you know what? They blew the roof off, man. My first I'm just proud that there's these young kids still listening. This is the actual real rock and roll. Who is this? Who's this the old guy coming over there? Oh, You're here with your dad. Yeah. When I say old, he's like my age. Yeah, but, so yeah he, you're pretty he, old, Taz. These boys came here with you tonight. Yes. And they made daddy proud. Great that it is. Sounds like Taz was having a yeah, good night there as, as well. For you. How can you not at a Godsmack show? <laughs> so was uh, Halen the guy who desperately wanted us to know he he perhaps drums? <laughs> I drum, by the way. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I'm a, a bit of a drummer myself. <laughs> Halen. Good to hear from you, pal. He's just sitting there thinking about, hey, man, I was on the radio a couple years ago. Uh, remember concerts? <laughs> We're getting back there, man. We're getting back there. Let's, let's get through the holiday season, man. I, I miss having fun and going up to strangers without a mask on, holding a microphone in their face and having drunk conversations with them. Mm -hmm. That was one of the staples of our program a couple of years ago, Jim. So I'm just proud that there's these young kids still listening to actual real rock and roll. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.